0: It would help if I turn on the microphone. There we go. Hello and welcome, everybody. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger at Dan'sFish.com. We do this every Wednesday, usually at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, occasionally at 7:02 Mountain Time, <laughs> which is 9 Eastern. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you joining us. Um, today we're going to go a little short. I'm going to cut this off in an hour because I have to pack. And I have to get some sleep because I'm an early morning tomorrow. I need to drive up to Montana to the airport tomorrow. I don't have an airport. Um, Well, I do have an airport here locally, but it doesn't have a direct flight to Portland. So I'm gonna drive up to Montana for the direct flight. And um, that means I have to get up super early. So we're gonna only go for an hour, or I suppose to be more accurate, 58 minutes tonight and then we'll bounce you over to Punchy Paints at uh, at nine mountain time if Punchy's going next. Pam, are you going next? Anyway, let's get into it. We're gonna start with the uh, shipping report and I am thrilled to announce that again, no losses. So since we saw you last week, no problems in shipping that I've been made aware of anyway um if a customer has a problem and doesn't report it then then i have no way of knowing but as far as has been reported no no issues which is what we aim for so i'm happy to report that we have a pretty cool giveaway too but first i'm going to talk about leo contreras who threw down 10 bucks i just got my order this morning the leopard cactus pleco and four pistos came in looking amazing packaging was top quality thanks again what did you feed them frozen food wise and dry so we'll get to the giveaway in just one moment it's pretty cool um but before that let me answer this super chat so, first of all, I am thrilled they got to you in good shape. That means we're doing something right, I suppose. And let's see here. What do we feed them? The epistos should eat anything. Um, sometimes I feed them algae wafers. Sometimes I feed them extreme nanopellets. Sometimes it's frozen bloodworms. Sometimes, man, I feel stuffy. Just a sec. Sometimes it's... Um, frozen bloodworms, frozen brine shrimp, live baby brine shrimp. Um, not bloodworms very often, more, more brine shrimp than bloodworms, but occasionally some bloodworms. Um, they'll eat extreme krill flakes. They will eat rapashi. They will eat, uh, sometimes I throw in just a big Hikari carnivore delight pellet, the sinking pellet. I just put that in there in the morning and they nosh on it all day long. Um, they're not picky, so they should, once they settle in, they should eat pretty well for you. As far as the Pleco goes, they get a rotation of um, Hikari Massivore Delight. I usually feed right when the lights go out. So the tank lights go out, the room lights go out. It's actually dark and I'll go around with my cell phone flashlight and feed all the Plecos um, just because that's when they come out. So Hikari Massivore Delight, Um, Algae wafers, frozen bloodworms, frozen brine shrimp, and fresh zucchini is what they generally get. And that was for the Plecos. So anyway, uh, thanks for the order, Leo, and um, glad it went well for you. Thanks for letting us know. All right, let's go for the giveaway. Tonight's giveaway is provided by... Just from Maine's tails, fur and fins reached out. Um, just has started the aquatic morning show recently, and would like to get the word out about that. So, the aquatic morning show is sponsoring the giveaway for today. So, if you like a, a fish live chat show with your coffee or your breakfast, um, here you have one, and. There's going to be two giveaways from Jess tonight. Um, one is for two trios of her dragon mosaic guppies, and the other one will be for a few of the long, thin panda Corys. And I believe, Jess will correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe that Jess bred and raised both all the fish that you'll be getting. So hobbyist bred and raised fish, which is the way to go. And if you would like... To be entered to win that, the hashtag to enter the drawing is hashtag fishmorning. <laughs> I guess it combines the fish show with the time of the day. So fishmorning, has, hashtag fishmorning, fish morning. So enter that in the chat and you will automatically be entered to win the giveaway. We are going to do the Guppy giveaway first. So this is for the guppies. Once that's drawn, we'll do a brand new hashtag for the long finned panda quarries. But this one is for the guppies. All right. So I want to show you something that's pretty cool. The the first thing is I mentioned I have to get out of town because I am going to this. The Greater Portland Aquarium Society Fishtoberfest. So if you're in the great northwest and you would like to meet up, Um, I would like to meet you, so come on down. I hope to be very busy putting a face to lots of names. And by the way, when you come and meet me, would you tell me your username and your given name? Because most of you I just know by your usernames. Anyway, I will be there this uh, Sunday, October 10th, um, giving a talk at the Fishtoberfest. And I'm really excited to see the other speakers as well. You've got LRB, Lucas Bretz, um, Alex Williamson, Jason Blair, and I am especially excited for Lawrence Kent because he has had an amazing life. He goes around and collects a bunch of fish in the wild, travels around a ton. He has a ton of knowledge from the wild side. So I'm excited to hear Lawrence's talk and meet him in person. I've had correspondence with him in the past, but I and I'm sure I met him back when I was a wee tyke, but... As an adult, <laughs> I have never met Lawrence in person, so I'd like to do that. So anyway, Fishtoberfest Fest this weekend. Very excited about that. And then the other thing I wanna show you is, check this out, <clears throat> check this out. So, wait, can I make it big? Is that what that does? Yeah! Here is the progress on the building. We now have our trusses up, which is super exciting. And will it let me go to the next one? No, I've got to do this. So we've got something overhead, which is cool. Oh wait, ah, that's what happened. It took me to a brand new, oh geez. <laughs> and this is what it looks like from the outside. We have not a roof, but the makings of a roof. So that's pretty good. So it's exciting to see the progress. I'm, it's gonna be really cool to actually leave for a few days, I'm gonna, to... Uh, I leave for Portland tomorrow and I won't be back till Monday, which is weird. Usually I'm like, I live in this basement, so um, I can't wait to get back and see what's changed. We usually go every evening and check on the progress and it'll be neat to see what happens in like a week of progress. Not quite a week, five days. We got the weekend, three days. All right, now I'm raining on my own parade. <laughs> It'll be great to see uh, several days of progress. Michael Mellier is throwing down 20 bucks. Michael, thanks so much. The Coreys came in looking fantastic. Shipping was spectacular as always. They've already colored back up and are beautiful. Congrats on going 3D with the new warehouse. That's right. We now have entered the third dimension. We are going vertical. <laughs> up the... Uh, X or Y axis? No, that would be a Z axis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty. So let's see here. We've plugged Fishtoberfest. We've shown the progress on the warehouse. We've done the giveaway. And I think that we are ready for your questions and comments. <laughs> um again, we're only gonna go till eight o'clock tonight, so we've got about 49 more minutes. So if you have questions or comments, leave them now. Um, I usually can't get to all of them, even in an hour and a half. So (laughs) if you want a shot, leave it now. (laughs) Also, I wanted to um, reach or say thank you to everyone that reached out from the great Northwest. Um, A lot of folks have said, yeah, you can come video my fish room. Um, I've got a lot of Appointments lined up with some fish breeders. It'll be great to see, see if I can line something up. Maybe uh, maybe they can start becoming a supplier of dance fish, things like that, so some business stuff. I'll get to see my my good friend, Candy Overhols, which I'm super excited to see again. Um, she's kind of my, my fish buddy from when she lived here, more or less locally, but she moved. I haven't seen her for a while, so it'll be great to catch up. Um, some other folks as well, so everyone that reached out, And, uh, invited me to come over. Thanks so much. And for anyone that I can't fit on the schedule, I'm very sorry. Um, it's, uh, we're going to play a lot of this by ear. I'm not in direct control of everything. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know exactly what's happening when, um, but I'm going to try to get to everybody. So thanks so much. All right. What? More money's flying out of the computer screen. This is a good night. Super chats are always appreciated. They're never required, but it's super nice when money falls out of the computer screen. So thanks to Leo Contreras for another $5 super chat. Do you have any new Plecos coming in soon? Yes. Yes. I have a new import coming in. A new import. Let's try English. Import. Coming next week. Um. And a good portion of that is plecos so i'm over my fear of plecos (laughs) i've got enough experience with them that i'm comfortable with them now and um yeah yeah we're getting there's one super cool one that we should be getting we ordered anyway which is the 173 not the bees but the really high quality premium 173s so we're bringing in bees as well so there's a less expensive option for people, but some of those those bright, really cleanly delineated white on black 173s. Um, I hope they arrive. We did order them, along with some other cool stuff. And I, I'm not. I promised I wouldn't get into all of it until it was actually here, but uh, we do have some amazing stuff. Once it comes, the the reason I gen- I've decided I should wait, although I don't follow my own rule all the time, um, that I should wait until the fish actually arrive to talk to them, to talk with you about them, is because I don't get everything I order. Now, this supplier is very good, and I get most of the things I order, but there's always a few things shorted, and I don't want to talk about something, get people all excited about it, and then... Come back a week later and be like, yeah, never mind. Those didn't arrive. That's just a downer for everybody. So I want to see what actually comes in and and then we'll talk about it in detail. But I'm super excited about the 173s. So I couldn't keep my mouth shut. And I'm super excited about a couple of uh, species of rainbow fish that are brand spanking new to me. And so I cannot wait to see them. Sorry, I forgot to turn the volume on my phone down. I'm getting beeps. Okay, that's fixed. Swamp Thing's throwing down $6.50. This will cover a picnic pack snack on Elastic Air. You can't arrive hungry in Portland. Feel free to get some fancy water at the airport, though. Yes. (laughs) Touche. I did go and buy a water bottle today so that uh, hopefully, because I lost my water bottle last time I traveled down to Los Angeles, Um, had to spend eight bucks to buy a bottle of water at the airport what a ripoff so this time I bought a water bottle for about the same price (laughs) and hopefully I don't lose it (laughs) we'll see (laughs) but thank you so much swamp thing that will cover the the um, the trail mix I bought today because I find trail mix a good food when you're traveling easy doesn't you know, require refrigeration. Doesn't make a mess usually. <laughs> Thank you, Swamp Thing. I appreciate you. All right, let's go up here. Wait a second. I just saw this from Forest. Forest Kui Kendall is probably Key Kendall. But I'm bad at names. I met Gary Lang at Keystone Clash. He only had nice things to say about you. Oh, thank you. I acquired Bosmani Uter eggs from him. And if hashed around 20, can't wait until I can spawn more. I can't wait either. That is one that I would love to get in. Um, the, the holy grail of Bosmanis is finding a Bosmani that stays smaller. And if I remember right, is it the Uter that does that? That that location we think is a smaller. We used to think that the Aves Creek and the Itinja were smaller species, but it turns out they just take forever to grow big, but they still get big with time. Uh, but you know, forever it was like, oh, these only get like three inches or something like that. But then people kept them longer and were like, wait, they're still growing. And then after after having them for several years, it became apparent that uh, they do get big. They just don't get there fast. So, sorry to everyone I misled about that, but we all thought that. When you get a new fish in the hobby, um, sometimes it it takes a while before, you know, you make assumptions based on what you're observing, and when you've had them for a year and they're three inches or whatever, it's like, oh great, they're small, and then when you've had them for five or six years and they're, you know, five or six inches, and it's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen p be gone from me dance fish is my stage name <laughs> i know the excellent well thou art a fishmonger. <clears throat> Crowntail Halfmoon, half moon what's your opinion on estimate index dosage for plants for profit Crowntail Halfmoon. half moon I am woefully um, ignorant of plants, so I would not be the right guy to answer a plants for profit question other than to say my water sprite grows like crazy and there's a demand for it. So um, if I was to do it, I'd probably do some quick growing plants like that. that I could take cuttings off or just uh, thin the herd and keep them going. Um, but that's that's all I know from real life experience. I just I've never got deep into plants. However, if Bentley Pass goes in here, he might be able to answer that. And he's got a lot of videos on plants. Several people in here know more about plants than I do. So if you're in here and you can answer answer Crowntail Half Moon's question with more knowledge than I have, mine's just inadequate, then please do so. And please put at Crowntail Half Moon when you do so, so it gets directed uh, right to her donald drew thank you for the brine trip hatching device sounds silly that i messed it up but the heaping quarter cup of salt did the trick over my two tablespoons viola or voila (laughs) lots of brine (laughs) i always say viola because i still have viola hops a lot in my mind and there was one live stream where i was trying to figure out if it was voila or viola turns out it's viola like the instrument i guess so anyway i'm glad it worked donald cheers Michael Wiggins, where is Fishtoberfest being held? In Portland? Oh, man. Uh, Port. I just had that up, and then I... You know what's super cool about this? Is that I made it into Amazonas Magazine. (laughs) Look at that, this is from Amazonas Magazine, and there's my name. How cool is that? Anyway, it's here. It's uh, embassy suites, 7900 Northeast 82nd Avenue in Portland. Or if you just Google, as did I, Fishtoberfest, Portland, then lots of information about it will show up. Looks like there's a Facebook group about it. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, let's Google machine that um but yeah hope to see you there Michael Wiggins Donald Drew when are the Doris Equus landing um next week can I cross more fingers can I cross my arms and my fingers like this is for good luck um yeah hopefully they're coming next week there's a big shortage of them right now um they're expensive i'm sorry about that but when supply is low things cost me a lot so mitchell broom when you make that trip you need to do one down to the atlanta area well if the if i've never said no to a fish club that wanted me to come speak so if uh if the club in atlanta wants that just have them reach out to me dan at com, and um I like supporting clubs I that's they were hugely important to me as I grew and developed into the fine man that I am today Um, but you know as I was getting into fish um, I would have it would have been a much less rich experience if I hadn't had clubs to go to and people willing to take me to them so if the club wants a speaker I'm willing to do it I like supporting clubs. Stephen P, 2003 Aquartics, 10 bucks. Here's some money, even though you called me... Oh, did I call you Stefan? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Stephen, not... I'm going to call you not Stefan. <laughs> I dubbed thee not Stefan. <laughs> so, I there's a, a, a guy that I... Worked with a lot in the theater here locally, um, named Stefan, and spelled, you know, and so I read that and I automatically think Stefan. I it's probably three years we worked together, so it just it's in my brain. Sorry about that, not Stefan. <laughs> Thanks for the super chat. Anywho's. <laughs> X 410, what have you been feeding the pygmy quarries? Want to make sure I have food for them when they get here next week. Um, Same thing, really. Pygmy quarries get baby brine shrimp frequently, but they also get um, carnivore pellets or massivore pellets. It's the same food. It's just a different size pellet. Hikari makes them. They get, um, I don't really feed them frozen bloodworms or anything because they're too big for them but they'll eat rapashi. they'll eat algae wafers. Um, I wish I had a micro worm culture, they would really like micro worms. But if it's small, oh, um, extreme nano pellets, if it's small and sinks to the bottom, or is water stable and can stay in the aquarium for a while without just kind of, you know, disintegrating, um, they'll eat it, they're not picky, yeah. I should point this out. So, I've tried really hard to finally put, oops, what did I do wrong? I probably spelled it P-I, oh, I'm sold out, that's why, (laughs) I'm sold out of pygmy quarries, that's why they're not showing up. But let's take these, for example, I've tried really hard to do a good write up on the species we're selling. I might have missed one here or there. Um but for diet, we have a, a nice section here. Now it, it's probably a little more general, but here's where I talk about that. We have found that regularly feeding long-lasting foods such as large pellets, wafers, and rakashi, and letting the quarries graze on these few these foods for a few hours at a time helps keep them fat and sassy. So that that's kind of what what I would. Uh, recommend is something that stays with them for a while I think a lot of people keep quarries and they'll feed some flake or whatever but they have other fish in the tank too that eat the food a lot quicker than the quarries do quarries are you know it's got to sink they've got to nose it out and then if it's a large pellet or something it's very slow when they eat it because they can't chomp it off they don't have the teeth on the on their lips to grab it and pull it right the teeth are back in their throat kind of and so it, it takes them a little while to eat. So I would say keep food in front of them for long periods is kind of one of the keys to keeping little, well, quarries in general, but especially little pygmy quarries uh, fat and sassy. All those dwarf quarries often are not, you can tell when that isn't done because they get sunken belly and they get the pinched sides. They just get emaciated. So they, they need some real time with the food. Kelly Foreman throwing down a super chat. Here's the money for calling Stephen. Stephen, I would never call not Stephen. Stephen, (laughs) glad glad you enjoyed that, (laughs) and you're welcome. (laughs) Um, Okay. Oh, sorry. Chat jumped on me, so. Let me scroll up here to find, oh, I should do, I've got a little, it's not an advertisement because I'm not trying to sell product here, but um, I should let you know we are still collecting resumes. We're looking for a content creator. We have this warehouse being built and we don't want to... We want to take advantage of the opportunity to film all that as we get it all set up. I I think it'll be good information for people. And plus, a a fun story to watch a fish store be built literally from the ground up. So we've been absolutely slammed with orders. Um, Let's see, August was a record month. Last month was a record month. Last month, we did 4.7 times what we did in September of the year before. Like it was busy. We did not experience our typical dip between imports. So thank you to everyone who's ordering and making that possible. But what it does mean is that we're all, I don't want to say frantically packing orders because we're careful, but we're all busy <laughs> packing orders and keeping, making sure the customers are responded to and, and keeping the operations running. And um, I, man, I just don't I don't want to find someone to help us with our content creation, take videos and, and post things to YouTube or, or other social media platforms so that the opportunity to capture that story and that document, all that um, doesn't get lost just because we're so busy that it's hard for us to adequately do that. So we're looking for someone, if you like playing with cameras and you know your way around some editing software, um, Please, uh, we're we're accepting. Please, (laughs) please. It's not a dire situation. It's not like we 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 have received applications, but we're still collecting and would uh, would appreciate anyone who's interested in emailing a cover letter and resume to Dan at dancefish.com. If you're a fish nerd, which you are, if you're here and uh, like creating content, that's that's what we're looking for. Crowdtail Half Moon, yes, you have to talk to fish when they come in. That's right. You have to talk to the fish when they come in. Tell them jokes, settle them down after their, their flight. Vera Frank, hi, Dan, this is Max. Hey, Max, want, want you know that the Similus arrived in great conditions. Awesome, Corydoras Similus, blended seamlessly with their new Similus family. Definitely one of my favorite quarries. Thanks, as always. I'm glad to hear that. Thanks, Max, for letting me know. And yeah, Similis, good choice. Neat neat pattern, neat looking corridor for sure. And this this batch is rock solid. Uh, I haven't lost any on my end and I don't think any customers have either, at least that they've mentioned. So, it's a good batch. Maria Z, all the plecos I got from you are doing great. Sultan zebras and L236 super whites. Maria, I'm glad to hear that, especially cuz Plecos aren't cheap, and especially the L236s. Every time I ship whew, Every time I ship one of those bad boys, I sweat a little bit. <laughs> like, we know what we're doing. There's a, a mind and a heart issue, right? Like, we know what we're doing. We know what the statistics say. So there is a 99.6 plus percent chance that they'll get to whoever we're sending them to in, in good shape. That's that's our success rate. That's the statistics. Um, and, and I honestly haven't crunched it in a couple months, but in general, that's, you know, it's over 99%. And my mind knows that, but when I pick a $400 fish out, uh, I, I still, I sweat, <laughs> it's, uh, but I'm glad to hear it. And, you know, we've had several orders for those and they're, they're doing great for us. And so far knowing that we've shipped to, um, he's lost any that they've reported. So I think that super white batch is pretty darn solid from what we're seeing on our end. Sent another one out. Uh, did it arrive today? No, no, it arrived yesterday, I think. Yeah. No, maybe it was today. I can't remember. The days are blurring. Well, it's the halfway point. So I think we should do the Giveaway um for the guppies right now just a reminder that tonight's giveaway there's two giveaways for tonight is provided by the morning show which is the aquatic morning show see all these they're doing a lot of them look at this lots of morning shows um on the mains tails fur and fins channel um Jessie's been around for a long time and has been an active member of the community. So I'm delighted that she is launching her own show, the Aquatic Morning Show. And we would like to support that. She's spreading the word by by providing these giveaways tonight. And the first one is for two trios of Red Dragon Guppies, which I believe were bred and raised by Jess herself. So let's draw that. And the winner is... Loria 99 Loria 99 you have won, provided you claim your winnings within the next two minutes or so. Thanks for playing, and um, congratulations. While we're waiting on you, I'm going to go to another question here. So that's for the Guppies. We'll do the Corridoras next. Oh, I got another one. Geez, the Super Chats are flying. Thank you, everybody. I mean, it really it's not required there's no pressure for it i'm not trying to show for them but it's greatly appreciated we're a startup we're lean and um every little bit helps so thank you so much for the super chats um leo Contreras with the panda apistos eat the bottom scratcher rapashi yes but i've never fed them that one so oh sorry i forgot to switch screens so um I think that they would. It's going to take them some time to get used to it, though. And, and I wouldn't make it their main meal. It's formulated for plecos, as I'm sure you know. But once a week or something as a supplement or to round it out, sure, no problem at all. But I think they will eat it. But it might take them some time because they're not used to it at this point. Sean... Wait, since I'm mispronouncing names, Scene Lancaster. <laughs> to go with Stefan. Scene <laughs> Lancaster. I know it's Sean. I'm just playing. Recently saw Lawrence Kent's talk on Secret History's channel, and it made me wonder why not riff, why non-Riff Lake African fish aren't as common in the hobby. Any thoughts why? Yeah, it's a pure supply chain issue. Um the rift lakes when those fish were discovered they blew people's minds when they got into the hobby and people were willing to pay any amount of money for them and frequently did they were very expensive and so it became worth it became commercially viable like in a big way in the 90s i may be in the 80s but i'm not that old so for me in the 90s <laughs> and um because there was so much money involved, people set up an industry around that. So you had the infrastructure you needed to have people collect the fish from Malawi and Tanganyika and Victoria to a lesser extent. And, um, they built the facilities there where they could house them and properly prepare them and ship them and all that. So um, an entire supply chain was built on the back of the cost of those fish and the popularity of those fish when they were first discovered or not first discovered, but when they first kind of got, when people in the, in the hobby kind of got exposed to them and got excited. Um, that has not happened yet in West Africa. West Africa, it's uh, the infrastructure there is just not there. There are a few people that collect in a few countries in West Africa, but they're limited in range, they're limited in scope. Um, the, there's a lot in West Africa and, and most of it is not being there's there's no way to get to most of it as far as supply chain goes. So we have to wait till hobbyists go and like collect them and bring them back piecemeal every now and then and distribute them to their friends. And so, you know, every now and then something'll appear and you might be able to get a hold of it. But without an industry around it to sustainably collect it or set up farming of it and really produce them in enough numbers to satisfy the demand, um, then what happens in those cases is fish are often lost. There's just not the critical mass of people keeping and raising them to keep the genetics diverse enough or you know how we are as hobbyists it's like oh that's shiny I want that and we get it and then a little while later it's like oh that other thing's shinier and we're switching out our collections a lot I'm not saying everyone does that but it is a frequent part of a hobby and so and I'm not saying that's bad either like if if there's someone else who would like to experience this beautiful shiny thing you know that's fine but um what it does mean is that breeding Programs um, that breed at scale are seldom established, and um, there is not the infrastructure in West Africa itself to get all these neat nice species, and um, so that's that's why it's it's strictly a supply chain infrastructure issue. <coughs> now. <coughs> Lawrence Ken was able to kind of be the guy that collected a lot of these because he's traveled all over. His his job entails traveling a lot to lots of different places, especially Africa. And so while he was there, he would go to the local creek or go on a little day trip and collect something. So that's uh, that's how he was able to do a lot of that and make his connections. Nah, one do. What's the minimum grip you'd recommend for SAEs? It's a good question. First of all, remember these guys are going to get about four inches. Yeah, I'm looking at mine, about four inches. And they're very active. So SAEs are wonderful algae eaters, but they need a large tank because they're going to get big and they're active. So I would say... I think five is great. Three is fine. Two, I would avoid. One I'm on the fence about. Um, I have had tanks with one in them and they aren't as out. And then then when I do move them in with some others and there's a group, they just seem more active and more vibrant. So I do think there are fish that does prefer to be in a group and I would say five is probably, five or more is probably great for them. <laughs> the midnight Lobster, do a spin for us. Yep, you'll have to watch the, uh, the latest uh, video about building the warehouse to see a nice spin. Oh, good. Forest answered my question about the uh, Uter... Bosmanis. According to Gary Lang, they are the smallest bosmani. They are very colorful, ver, colorful, colorful variety. Also, is K Y Kai or is it Key Kendall Kai? I think it's Kai. Also, it's Kai Kendall. And I, Forrest, I know we've been over this before, and I'm sorry I forgot. I'm bad with names. I'll always be bad with names. It's just my how my brain works. I've tried. I've tried many times in my life to correct that. My brain doesn't do it. But so I'll try to remember that. But if and when I screw it up again, please don't be offended. <laughs> Kai Kendall. I remember we had that. Uh, <laughs> Jazz hands. I remember we had that discussion uh, several live streams ago. How fast do those panda epistos grow? Asked Leo Contreras. Um, it's a it's a form of it's a, it's a function of food and and heat and water quality, but pretty quick. Um, epistos, if they're fed well, they, they'll grow fairly quickly. I mean, I, I can't come up with an exact time, but they're not like a rainbow fish where you're waiting and waiting and waiting. And they're not like an annual killifish where, where it's like, man, that was only three weeks and they're full grown. It's not like that. But, um, you know, they grow pretty quickly. Not one do. How big does Pseudogastromyzon stenocephalus get? That's the spotted um, Hillstream loaches that we have. I believe it's two inches, two and a half. Let's look it up. Pseudo. Let's look it up together. Let's learn together. By the way, loaches.com is a great resource. It's on us. Let's see. Wait, I have it here in my listing. Imagine that. Oh no, I don't. Oh my bad, I didn't write up Um, I didn't do a write-up for those guys yet, or if I did, I forgot to post it. Let's see here. I'm not seeing it. Well, let's not learn together, I suppose. Okay, let's try one more thing. Loaches.com. Hillstream Loaches. No, that's just an article. Stenocephalus. Did I already lose half my audience? (laughs) There it is. There is Stenocephalus. Max size about two inches, according to loaches.com. There you have it. See what the Google machine can do for you. Um, Let's see here. Looking for the next one. Hey, Orange Coins, good to see you. You know what I should do before I continue is thank my moderators for being here and doing what they do, because I totally forgot to do that earlier. Also, we need to tell you what the hashtag is for the, for the um, panda coris. I, I left Loria99 hanging. Loria, congratulations, I see your response here that you are here and you've won. So please send me an email, dan at dancefish.com, and I will forward that to Jess at Mains tails, fur, and fins the host of the Aquatic Morning Show, um, so you folks can arrange for delivery of your winnings. Okay, now we're gonna do this again. And I want to reset eligibility, because I don't want people that entered for the guppies to automatically be entered into this, because maybe someone's like, I don't want the quarry. So we're gonna reset that. Oh wait, that didn't do that. That just gave me more, <laughs> okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to close out of that completely, start a new one. For those listening on the podcast, we'll be through this in just a bit. Don't you worry. Um, I'm just building a new giveaway for the Corys. Hashtag Panda. If you would like to win the Longfin Panda Corys, bred and raised by Jess, if, I do, uh, if I'm do, if i not mistaken, then um, you can do that. Enter the hashtag P-A-N-D-A, hashtag Panda, in the chat, and it looks like it's working. People are flowing in. Says two there, five there. Okay, it's working. Good, and we will draw that in a bit. We're only gonna go for about 16 more minutes just because I have a flight to catch, and I have a long drive tomorrow to get to that airport. Okay. Scrolling for the next. There it is. Bex410. Perfect. I have all those foods already. Thank you. Want to make sure they're all happy in quarantine. So excited. I'm excited for you. I think they're going to do great for you. Okay, I'm scrolling up here trying to get past all the um, panda hashtags. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Okay, chat jumps. So the next one I can see. Oh, that's so nice. Sandy is gonna, if Sandy wins the quarries, Sandy says they'll give them to Skipper's Aquariums because they know how much Skipper Thomas likes them. That's very nice of you. The Midnight Lobster, I did watch it, that's why I asked. Oh, I know you did. I was talking to everyone that didn't. How would you know to ask if you didn't watch it? I get it. I get it. (laughs) Not one do. Are you going to be getting more SAEs for sale? Yes. um, I'm not quite sure. Wait, did I order them? Random Arms, do you remember if I ordered SAEs? Siamese Algeaters? I don't remember. We don't remember. I can't remember if I brought more in this time or not. But um, if I did they'll arrive next week. If not, it might be after the new year. That's when we'll, because this might be the last order, um, import for the year because pretty soon here, we hope to be able to start moving everything over into the warehouse. And depending on how things go, um, the move might be too hectic to bring stuff in, but We do expect to have the tanks over and up and running by the new year. That's the hope. Don't hold me to it. I'm not in charge of how fast construction goes. I wish I was. But um, (laughs) that's what I'm hoping for. Eric M. What is the difference between Bozemane from Uder and those from Lake Itinjo? I was under the impression that they were the same location. I don't think Uter the same as a tinjo. No, they're, they're definitely different. Um, Eric, I'd have to dig in to give you like a, a real detailed um, answer, but I know there's several bowheads here. So could someone here answer Eric's question? Um, isn't Uter completely different? Geez, I'd have to look again. Or is it the headwaters? I think Uter is up the the headwaters that feed into the original collection lake. What is that? Um, Okay, let's just look real quick. Now I have to know. Um, So the best place, I think, to go for information on Rainbow Fish or a good place to start is Angfa right here. Here's the Bosmani page, and they'll they'll talk about Uter here somewhere. Uter, there it is. Yeah, they've been reported from Lake Hain, Itinjo, and Uter. The original lake was, I'm, um, Ajamaru. Is that how you say that? I've read that a lot, but I've never. Okay, Lake Uter is a very small lake situated at the headwaters of Lake Itinjo, so. It sounds like Lake Uder is probably up above, and there's probably a creek that goes from there down a hill or a mountain or whatever to Lake Atinjo. So it's probably a one-way flow, where fish from Lake Uder can get to Atinjo, but fish from Atinjo can't get to Uder. That's my guess, just uh, just based on this. But let's see if there's any more here. Here's a picture of an Uder. No, that's, that's what we've got, at least from a quick little, little look-see at the ANGFA website. So different locations, uh, looks like Uder feeds into a tinjo. But in, in my head I'm imagining like a mountain that the water has to go down. Um, I don't know, maybe there's a waterfall or some kind of barrier. To where um, the atinjo fish can't get up to uter so it would be an isolated population. But I haven't been there. I'm just from from what I have read, which is not it's usually in depth. By the way, that's that's what I'm thinking of. But I, I do know they're separate, um, separate locations for sure. Chase Lynn, holy cow! What is going on with Chase? Let me take a look. See here, real quick. All right, Chase, you need to learn how to act in, in, uh, in a social situation. Just enter it once, entering more than once does not increase your chances to win, and it just annoys everybody because it just spams the chat. So stop that or we'll just ban you. Let's use let's our minds. Okay. All right, screw in for the next one. CrownTail Half Moon, safe travels, do some YouTube shorts on the way. We'll see. Sometimes travel is so... Depends on how it goes. I hate traveling. I like, I like being there and being with the people and all that, but the process of like, oh, they made air travel just so Unpleasant. Um, So, (laughs) we'll see how it goes. Um, Geez, last time I traveled, just trying to escape from LA was, LAX was a zoo. There's no way of taking any videos or anything during that hot mess, but we'll see how it goes. Timbo, taking it easy. I'm still tanking. I said it, but I didn't say it clearly. (laughs) I'm still in search of a synodonis elusive Any chance you'll be getting some in anytime soon. I do have a supplier for Lusipinus and Petricola. Um, However, my water here is really soft. And so I've purposely been holding off until the warehouse is done. So that's still the plan for now. I'm sure I could acclimate them to my soft water and I could make it happen. But um, I've, I've just been planning on waiting until I have water that they would prefer. So I've been waiting. Skipper's aquariums letting me know that Skip Benton asked, how many fish should I put in my 37-gallon tank? Um, Benton, that's a very open-ended question. depends on the size of the fish. depends on the filter. Is it planted? What's your maintenance schedule? What do you feed? How often do you feed? There's a million variables. So what would be um, the way I could get you a actual answer that's useful is if you would list, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten species. Uh, Give me an idea of species that you would like to keep in your 37-gallon tank, or maybe there's just one species, um, but let me know what you're thinking of stocking it, and I can go through and let you know, oh, it's just one species? You can keep like 20 of those, or ooh, that one species, you can only get one because it gets kind of big or it's super messy or it's a really fast swimmer. Or nope, those won't fit in there at all, not even one. So there's there's lots of variables. So if you'd give me an idea of what you're thinking of stocking in the tank and how many of each, then I can uh, actually give you a useful answer. But it, there's too many variables. They need to invent teleportation. Yes, yes indeedy. Yeah, let's get there. all right foxy's fishes the dwarf amber barb juveniles are doing great they're still deciding if they want to be dwarf amber barbs or black bar endlers though they hang with both groups foxy i'm so i'm so glad those are doing well for you i think that's awesome congratulations that's cool (laughs) Fishaholic. You are going to be in Portland this weekend? Yes, I'll be in Portland. Um, I'm speaking at Fishtoberfest, which is Sunday the 10th this weekend. And um, yes, indeed. I can't wait. I can't wait to meet several of you and put some faces to some names and all that good stuff. Oh man, chat really really jumped there I lost a ton of stuff so sorry about that guys tanking it easy wouldn't make sense to acclimate some to hard water being that they would go right back in my liquid rock (laughs) I'll keep being patient thank you yeah um I mean I have thought about it a few times because I like that fish so much but there's plenty of soft water so I just brought a couple of those in instead. I have Oscillas and um, and another one. <laughs> I forget the other one. because those are from West Africa. they They like it softer, but yeah. KP throwing down five bucks. KP, thank you so much. And right back at you. Thanks for the good job sticker. The uh, the fox, give me a thumbs up, I appreciate it. Lemmy Dog, will a community of dwarf gourami work together? I know the males get territorial, but if kept in a larger group, would it spread the aggression like cichlids? I've seen it done. I haven't done it myself, so I don't have a lot of information to give you about it. I wish I did, but I have seen large groups of dwarf gouramis kept together long-term in large planted aquarium. I've seen that happen. Um, I think you need space, I think you need visual blocks, like line of sight blocks, like plants and things. And I think you need a good number of them in a decent sized tank. So I can't remember how big the tank was. Maybe a 90 gallon, Uh, maybe it would work in a 55. I'm not quite sure, but I have seen it happen, yes. Okay, it would be nice, there it goes, if chat would let me. Whoa, whoo, Chad was tripping there for a second. (laughs) It was was floating, I accidentally clicked the uh, scroll button and it got in float mode and I didn't know it. JFK2, what is the orange and yellow fish behind you? All right, everybody, all together now. (laughs) Everyone will tell you in just a second, it'll be fun. Orange cones, did you put Repashy in with your trail mix for the trip? Yes, yes. That's why I need my water bottle so I can wet it. Yep. <laughs> Maria, thanks for letting people know that if they want me to answer their question or see their comment, they need to put the at symbol dance fish so it highlights. Folks that are new, when, when you do that, it shows up with this bright orange highlight for me so that I know to respond to that. Otherwise, like I'll just see like All this stuff here, I just imagine that that's friendly chatter among yourselves and not directed at me. So I scroll down and look for these bright orange boxes. So if you do as Maria Z directs, I'll be much more likely to see your question or comment. All right, we only have four more minutes. So let me get one more and then we'll do the last giveaway for some long fin panda quarries provided by manes, tails, fur, and fins in order to spread awareness about their show, The Aquatic Morning Show, on Maine's Tales, Fur, and Fin's YouTube channel. Get gills, see a question from Tony Danford above, please. All right. Tony Danford. There it was. How would you set up a breeding colony of electric blue acara in a 75-gallon, and how many juveniles would you start with? Um, In a 75, I would start with a minimum of six, probably somewhere between six and eight. And I would have – when they're big enough – to start pairing off i put flat stones around the tank several different locations spread apart from each other and what will happen is they sex out and mature and start forming pairs is a pair will claim one of those flat stones um you can use something else you can use slate you can use whatever but a a flat stone on the bottom works just fine and um a piece of tile i don't know um if it's flat and hard and fairly smooth they'll be happy and uh they'll start claiming a little flat stone and then another pair might form and claim a different flat stone. It really helps, I think, spawning blue Akara um, if you have a few pairs in the tank together. So if you can raise up eight and keep two to three pairs together, that constant um, defense of this is my territory, you stay over there, In 75 gallon, I'm thinking more two pairs, but maybe a third could fit in the middle depends on the hardscape and the line of sight blocks and all that um, but in groups the pair bond seems to be stronger and man mine spawn all the time in this tank behind me and I get lots of babies from them so that's that's my thoughts on that They're very good parents so I would like, wait till they're free swimming and, and then if you want to raise a ton i get in there with a siphon and siphon out the babies and raise them somewhere else if you want to see some natural behavior you can feed them like baby brine shrimp and stuff right in the tank with the parents and a few of them might live depending on if it's planted and if there's cover and all that we get babies showing up frequently in the tank behind me so that's my thoughts on it um all right it's 7:59. let's do the giveaway for some long fin panda corridors in the winner's punchy paints look at that Pam congratulations well since I already know Pam is here um, Pam would you just email me dan at dancefishcom and I'll, I'll forward your email over to uh, Jess so that uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> Pam's lucky I'll forward it to Jess so you can you can work on um, is <laughs> she even here? Says, Fudge Banks. <laughs> that's funny. Hey, we'll get you set up. You know what to do, Pam. Anyway, that's it for me. I've got to pack. I've got a early morning tomorrow and a fairly long drive in the early morning. Um, thanks again to Mains, Tails, Fur, and Fins for providing the fish for the giveaway tonight. Appreciate you, Jess. Um, They've got the Aquatic Morning Show, and they'd like to see you there. Thanks to my moderators for doing what they do. Everyone that threw money at us, thanks for the super chats. Everyone that asked questions and comments, thanks for participating. If I didn't get to your question or comment, I'm sorry. Um, sometimes I can't see him. Chat will jump on me. Hail the lurker nation! If you're watching on the replay, hello. And if you're listening on the podcast, I still don't get why, but thanks for listening. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I hope everyone has a great week. Bye-bye.